Thanks for joining us on Battle Walks as we walk across the great battlefields of Europe. If you're enjoying the show, why not become a member? Every week, you'll receive exclusive bonus episodes available only to subscribers, and you can listen to all our episodes completely ad-free. Click on the link in the show notes to join us via ACAST+. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of Not Just Living History, but also Battle Walks, where we're doing a two-for-one. We are recording both podcasts because we've been out on the battlefields today. Um, when I say we, I'm here with the best guide in the business. It's Pete Smith. Pete, what an amazing day we've had on the battlefields. I just like to know the two for one. Am I the one or the two here? You're the one. Oh, okay. definitely the just one. Checking. Definitely yep. the one. Um, <laughs> so this podcast, we're, we're here on the battlefields. It's my first time back in three years. Um, and we're going to basically just take the opportunity, hopefully most days, to talk about the experiences we've had and Mate, what a day we had today. We left Paris. Just the, the summary is we left Paris. We headed up to Ypres, where we are now, sitting here with a beer. Cheers, Pete. You'll hear the clinking of our beer glasses. Hang on. Hang on. There you there go. There we go. Having a cold beer at the end of a long day. It's been a great day. Um, what a great day, Pete. It's it's the Matt McLaughlin signature tour, so we threw in some sites that we don't normally do, and basically we went through the heart of the 1918 right at the end of the war battlefields, which was a really rare treat. It was a fantastic day, wasn't it? It was indeed. Did we follow the itinerary? No, we didn't. We managed to get uh, all sorts of bits and bobs in there. So uh, I think the one that I enjoyed the most was the German Cemetery. I think uh, near the 4th Divisional Memorial was probably my favourite stop of the day, I think. I agree. I hadn't been there before. So let's run through what we did. So we left Paris and it wasn't even too hard getting out of Paris. We've got a wonderful group with us, 20-odd people, 22 people. We left Paris and um, headed up into the battlefields. Where, where did we go first? It's, it's all such a blur. It's all a blur. It's all a blur. We went No, Mons and Quentin. Mons and Quentin, of course. <laughs> well, we stopped at the services on the on the motorway where we picked up lunch. So that was our, our first stop. <laughs> thank, yeah. thank you for being so specific. <laughs> and I bought myself a Kit Kat. <laughs> Sorry, we've just lost the plot. half of our audience. No, no, we, we're not going to be detailing every, uh, every toilet stop we made. But no, we did stop at the services. Thank you to get our lunch. That was a great addition. Um, we went to Mons and Quentin. It's confusing for the passengers because anyone that's done this sort of tour will know that you can't do it in chronological order. So we are starting the first things we've seen on the tour yeah. are the last things that occurred during the war. But wow, some pretty special things. So Mons and Quentin, Second Division Memorial, 
it's just a great spot. I love I love going to Montequin. Well, I think that was necessary because what we're really trying to do on this tour is to get to all five of the divisional memorials, which doesn't happen very often. So second division memorial first, and of course it's the only one that's different. It's not the obelisk. It's the uh, or had been the digger bayonet in the uh, the German eagle. Sadly, no longer there. It was a rather spectacular memorial, and now we've got a rather thoughtful digger head down, throwing his helmet off, put his slouch hat on, and he's having a think about what he's just gone through. It's a great spot and a, a very special place for me. Men from my from my district, uh, Mallee Plains in New South Wales, near West Wylong, um, fought at Monson Quentin. So it's a it's a pretty special spot for me. One of the first battlefields I visited. A little bit different to how it was, but Pete, I really enjoyed the perspective that you gave us as well because we didn't just drive straight to the battlefield. Um, in spite of the name, Monson Quentin is actually not that much of a hill, but we approached it from an angle which showed us how the hill dominates the valley. So that was a really um, a really great way to do it. Yep, and there's always an opportunity to tell a few interesting stories, which uh, which we did. And uh, yeah, I, I like the story of uh, one of my favourites is of the uh, the original memorial being not blown up, as I used to tell people. I don't know where I picked that up years ago that it was blown up. It wasn't blown up. It was literally cut down uh, and lying on its side uh, beside the, you know, the plinth that it's on. And I got a little box brownie photograph of a German soldier standing on the Australian soldier's uh, head. And so that story always always goes down well. And, and that's. 1940 during the uh, when the Germans arrived back. Well, we uh, got back onto the coach after that great visit, and then headed up into the area that is almost never visited by Australians on the battlefields, which is the area right in the east, way out of the Somme department. We're now in the department of the Aisne, A I S N E, and the battlefield. Of, did we go? We went to the Fourth Division Memorial next, didn't we? And this this is the most easterly of the memorials. Yep. yep. Um, and uh, upper track worried the uh, the coach driver. By taking him up this uh, shout rather, out to Patrick, our coach driver, did a yeah, great yeah, job. Yeah, rather dodgy old track that uh, took us up to the memorial. And again, it's one that's not visited because it is so far uh, over on the on the east, and it's also difficult to get to. And for those that don't know where it is, quite difficult to find. But uh, once you've got there, fantastic views over the Hindenburg Line. So well worth the effort to go and visit the Fourth uh, Div Memorial. So at the end of the war, the five Australian divisions all had a choice, basically, where they would put their memorial, and four of the five divisions put their memorial on a key battlefield, which is what you would expect. You know, say the 1st Division, for example, put their memorial at Pozieres, the 5th put theirs at Polygon Wood. So they put it at a scene of triumph and achievement and victory in a place that could be a focal point for visitors to come back and remember the great achievements of the division. The 4th Division was the exception, and interestingly, they put their memorial in a very isolated place because they wanted it to symbolise... The fact that they'd fought across the Western Front from from the early days of 1916 until the end of the war in 1918. So they put it basically at the scene of their last advance to show the ground that they'd come across. It's a wonderful sentiment, but what it means is the memorial is very isolated um, and uh, therefore not often visited. So it was great. And I think the people on the tour loved going there as well. There was a real sense of sense of emotion when we got there to see this thing. I think some people were tearing up when they saw the Australian rising sun in this really isolated little corner of of a French field. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we ate our packed lunch there as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just uh, walking the battlefields, it's Pete's Gourmand Tour. <laughs> Uh, no, it was a really special spot. We found a few little bits and pieces out in the fields around the memorial, so it was a good spot. And um, no, a really good spot. I'm, I haven't been there for many years. I've led many tours in the intervening years since I first visited it, and this was the first time I'd been back in a long time. And as you say, a rare opportunity to visit all five divisional memorials yep. on a tour, yep. which is fantastic. Um, where, where do we head to next? Montbrahan. Montbrahan, of course. Yep. The last Australian battle of the war. Uh, October 5, 1918. Just a really special spot. Indescript. You would... Um, indescript? Is that even a word? Nondescript? <laughs> I like indescript. indescript. I don't know what it means. I, mean, I don't know if it's a word, but I'm using it. It was an indescriptible, yeah. indes- a nondescript little village. Um, and there'd be no reason for anyone... Well, for the locals, I'm sure they would yeah. enjoy visiting it. But yeah. certainly for Australian tourists, there would be no reason to go there, except yeah. that this was the scene of Australia's last action of the war in October 1918. It, it's a... Pete, it's a remarkable place. There's still some... You don't, you don't find many tangible examples of the war in these villages because the fighting was so fleeting. It, was, it could have been literally a couple of hours. Yeah. It was the only time the First World War touched these villages. But at Montbrahan, there's some really interesting things to see. Yeah, there are. I, um, I like looking for battle damage in the buildings because the buildings weren't totally destroyed. We so you, uh, you see bullet holes and, and shrapnel marks in the buildings. The, uh, the cemetery is a lovely little, uh, almost uh, beside the communal cemetery, little little battlefield cemetery. So I enjoy uh, going there. And of course, you're visiting the, the graves of some of those. The, the last Australians actually killed in a set-piece battle. So it's... Uh, it's, a, it's we have a, to be careful with this one. I've come under flack recently for uh, <laughs> describing it as the last Australians killed on a battlefield. It, it's a matter of definition. We don't want to get yeah. bogged down by semantics. Yeah. This was the last Australian infantry battle, the last battle of the Australian Corps. Yeah. Um, but there were Australians who died later than October 5. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we're splitting hairs here. It's about the sentiment that this is the last battlefield. So that journey that started on the beaches of Anzac Cove yeah. effectively ended at Montbrahan. And it was pretty special because we had people on this tour who had been to Gallipoli but had never been to the Western Front. And it was a, a really a moving experience for them to yeah. recall that, you know, a few years ago I was standing on the beach at Anzac Cove thinking about the first Australians to land and now 
uh, I'm here at the last battlefield of the war. So it's a special place. It is. And something that interests me, I've always had an interest in pioneer battalions and the 2nd Divisional Pioneer Battalion fought here in that final action. So it was nice to have an opportunity to chat about pioneer battalions and how they worked within the division as well. It was great. We went to Calvair Cemetery, and there's some pretty some some special graves in there. Um, Harry Fletcher's buried there. Uh, Harry Fletcher and Austin Marnie were two mates who enlisted as privates and fought at Gallipoli and fought all the way through the war. And they were captains commanding uh, companies at Montbrahan, and both were killed on that day. A terribly tragic story. Um, would be better if they were buried side by side, but unfortunately yeah. they're not. Uh, Austin Marnie is buried in uh, Tincor Cemetery because yeah. he was wounded and died yeah, suddenly. Yeah, yeah. But we visited Harry Fletcher, who's buried there. A, a couple, at least two Australian DCM winners, so Distinguished yeah. Conduct Medal. So it's the medal below the Victoria Cross. Yeah. And that incredible coincidence. Um, what's oh, his name? Is Mr. Richard Davies. Davies. Yeah. His name was Sergeant Davies, and randomly because I'd been talking to the group about DCMs, and I'm a big, I'm very interested in men who won the DCM, I snapped a photograph of one DCM winner, got back on the bus, looked up his record. He won his DCM for actions that occurred 105 years ago today. We, are, we were there at his graveside on the anniversary of him yeah. earning this medal. It was extraordinary. What a, what a medal as well. He, yeah. uh, you know, how? I mean, it's, it's the stories of DCMs, we won't go off on too much of a Matt and Pete tangent. But look them up, the awards yeah. for DCMs. It, it, he, he was part of a Lewis gun team here up in the salient. Yeah, on the Menin Road, so we're, we're almost where he is. I mean, we're just out, uh, just, uh, just beside the Menin Gate here. So extraordinary, though. Yeah. He, yeah. A shell landed, and so he was part of a Lewis gun team, a light machine gun team. A shell landed and basically buried everyone and the gun. And it, it sounded from the citation, Pete, I got the impression everyone was killed except for him. It said it... it, it Yep. Basically wiped out the whole machine yep. gun company and the gun. Yep. He managed to recover the gun. He was the only one that on survived the explosion. Yeah. Yeah. He managed to recover the gun. He then took it into the front line and repelled a German counterattack. And then that night, snuck out with his rifle and dealt, as it said, dealt with two snipers who had been causing casualties in the Australian yeah. line. So, yeah. extraordinary story. And then killed at Montbrahan yeah. on the last yeah. day of fighting. Yeah. Just extraordinary. Yeah. Just amazing stuff. So we, we went to Calvair Cemetery, and then as we left Montbrahan, we uh, went past the quarry where George Ingram received the last Victoria Cross of the war for Australians yep. by capturing basically every German in Montbrahan. <laughs> I think maybe exaggerating slightly. A, one, a one-man offence. He was a definition <laughs> of a one-man offence yeah, George a, Ingram. He did so, a good job. Uh, the yeah, last Victoria yeah. Cross of the war for an Australian. Yep. Um, and then we hit the road. Yep. Headed up to where we are right now. My, you know, I've said this so many times. I said it in my book, Walking with the Anzacs. This is like... It's like an old friend, the town of Ypres, isn't it? Yeah, it is indeed. And we did a little bit of a chat at the Menin Gate, so the story of the Menin Gate, and then down to this bar where we're recording this. Now having a couple of beers, there's music playing. It's a beautiful evening. The sun is setting. Ypres is a wonderful town. We're going I'm sure after this we'll go and have a nice steak frites or a mussels and chips or something. But it's just no, a just more beer, more beer, just more beer, liquid dinner. <laughs> um, it's been a great day, Pete. A really yeah. special day. I think the people on the tour we were laughing, saying that we. We literally today did nothing on the itinerary. That's got to be a record. <laughs> Often, the itinerary is always a bit of a loose guide, a guide. to what we'll do guide. in the day. It's not a, it's not carved in stone, so we will always modify slightly and add and subtract various things. But I think this is a record for doing a day where we did nothing on the itinerary. Yeah. But it's better than that because we did nothing but extra bonus visits, which is what this tour is all about. Correct. It was a great day. A it really was. fantastic yeah, day. It was indeed. Tomorrow we're out in the salient, walking the famous ground from 1917, and I can't wait. If it's anything like today, mate, it's going to be a special day. Oh, we may do something completely different, but we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's been a great day. I'm sure the uh, following days will be fantastic as well. I can't yeah. believe we've got more than a week to go on the battlefields. I'm so happy. 
being back here for the first time in three years. It's brilliant. It is thank, brilliant. Thank you for joining us in this virtual sense, uh, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Pete, thank you very much. Yep, see ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you would like to support the show, there's a couple of ways you can do it. Firstly, you can become a member. For a small monthly fee, you can subscribe to the show and listen to every episode ad-free and also receive exclusive episodes directly from Pete and I. So see the link in the show notes to sign up at ACAST Plus and become a member of the show. Also, if you want to make a one-off contribution, you can now buy us a coffee. Visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash battlewalks and you can make a small contribution there. See you next week.